Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Word of Truth Outreach Ministry Podcast. We are so glad to be back in the building again. We're so glad that the Lord has allowed us this opportunity and this weekend to celebrate, to commemorate 26 years of kingdom work for God. My husband, Kenneth, he also celebrated 26 years last month also. I bow in total submission to his will for my life as I talk about this. I'm his servant leader, called for such a time as this. This is not to boast, but to recognize that I can do nothing of myself except the Lord direct or give me the strength, power, or courage to do so. In other words, therefore, I can proclaim, proclaim, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. All of my help cometh from the Lord, which made the heaven and the earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve Kent and myself from all evil. He shall preserve our souls. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and our coming in from this time forward. That is my proclamation. So I wanted to come back on and recap on what happened on uh, July the 21st, 1997, those uh, years ago, those 26 years ago. On a hot Saturday afternoon, I thought I was truly under, I truly understood the will of God for my life. I assumed after saying, after giving him a yes, my life would finally be easier. But what I didn't understand was that I was going to be tested, tried, criticized, excommunicated, hated, like lied to, and lied on, and much more. But God, through all of this strength, my heart, but through God, but God, through all of this, strengthened my heart, my mind, and my soul so that I could become a warrior for his glory. You see, he didn't allow me to minister just to be seen by man or to be validated by man or to gain attention to myself. I was his daughter, created for good works for his glory only. The sooner I was to learn this, the sooner I would become emotionally stable and spiritually mature. How many of you today can look at your life and say, I like these characters, or I have at this stage in my life, I have these characters. I can attest to the fact that God has been faithful. He has poured his love on me, and for that I am so grateful. He has forgiven me during my times of disobedience, immaturity, times of not trusting him, or simply walking in fear. I can truly say God maintains his promises. He upholds his word and has proven to be prompt in answering my prayers. I've seen him heal the sick. Hallelujah. Heal the brokenhearted. Those who were in bondage setting them free. Grant financial miracles. Open doors for new businesses, new jobs, and restore marriages. I stand on the fact what are penned by Matthew in chapter 19 to 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, with God, but with God all things are possible. 
You see, I've seen him restore family members who had excommunicated each other. I've seen him give supernatural power and victories in situations where demonic attacks were prevalent on jobs, in homes, and in communities. I've seen him cover those who were in wrecks and when they would have normally died, but God wouldn't allow it to be so. I've seen him make the enemy behave and thrust people forward to a new realm of spiritual wisdom and knowledge. I've seen him give joy to the depressed, open the blinded eyes, Raise up people who the doctor said there wasn't nothing else they could do. But God stepped in and raised up that person to be a living testimony of his magnificent and glorious power. I've seen God fill a church with his glory and many leave delivered and others leave touched by his his breakthrough miracles. I've seen him cause a mentally unstable to return to normal. I've seen him grant peace to those who were being tormented by evil spirits. I've seen him open doors for the homeless to have a place to live. I've seen him give strategies for those who need who needed an answer to hard problems lurking in their lives. I've seen God use those that others had counted out. My God, he is a God of no respect or person. Peter spoke in the book of Acts 10, 34-34 this. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of person, but in every nation he that feareth him and work righteousness is accepted of him. I've seen God do many things, but, but I never thought in 27 years he would allow me to come as many assignments that he has given me. Some were good and some were difficult. Many times I ask God, how am I going to make it through or endure, the, or, or endure this task? And his response was often, lean on me, trust me, and show forth my character. He said, Barbara, Romans 16, 17 through 18, will let you know who to follow. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good works and fair speeches to see the heart of the sample. But let's not forget to mark that person who comes in peace, Barbara. Psalms 37, 37 through 40, which says, Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressor shall be destroyed, destroyed together. The end of the, of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. The Lord has been my help. There is no magical formula. We must pray, fast, live righteous, love our neighbor as ourselves, obey God, read the Bible, meditate on the word, forgive quickly, bear fruit, receive the gift of God and operate in him for his glory and not our own. During difficult times, he gave me Psalms 37, 1 through 7. He said, Barbara, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord, Barbara, and do good, and so shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. 
Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as a light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. So many times during my difficult season, the Lord would bring these scriptures back to mind. And I would be encouraged because I knew that the Lord was with with me. He wanted me to trust in him, to delight myself in him, to commit my way to him so that he could bring thy righteousness as a a light and thy judgment as a noonday. But more than anything, y'all, that we have to learn to do along this Christian journey is to rest in the Lord. So when I was afraid, and there was times in ministry I've been afraid. There's been times during my um my in, in my walk with the Lord, I've been fearful, but God gave me peace in the midst of it all. He told me what he told Joshua 1, 8 through 9. He said, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou, and then thou shalt have good success. He also said this, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So many times in our walk we forget. Who is with us? Who is on our side? The one that called us to this great work. The one that called us to do the things that he needs us to do. More importantly than anything that we might can come up with or conjure up. You see, God has kept his promises. See, in Numbers 23 and 19 said, And I believe God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall not not he do it? Or hath he spoken? And shall not he make it good? See, God keeps his word. He doesn't lie. If he tell you that he's going to give you the victory, wait for it. He's going to do it. If he tells you he's going to heal you, it shall manifest. If he tells you he's going to open a door for you, look for it to open. God does not lie. He keeps his promises. You can depend on him. So, before I share the sermon tidbits from 1997, just remember, it is going to be necessary that you allow your soul to make her boast in the Lord. It is going to be required to bless the Lord at all times and allow his praises to continually be in your mouth. There will be a mandate for you to be a humble carrier of the Holy Spirit and an unscathed wearer of the armor of God, which spiritually protects you. You must manifest the fruit of the Spirit. Love being the chief spirit to maintain along with self-control. That is my opinion. Those fruits of the spirit are great and they're wonderful. But love and self-control will be the fruit that you will have to manifest the most. As John 13, 34 and 35 said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know. All men shall know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. 
So the tidbit from on that day, July 21st, 1997, whenever I gave my initial sermon, well, I would say the, the first public maybe initial sermon, it was, it was amazing to me because uh, I was really excited, a little bit nervous, but ready to proclaim the word of the Lord before the people. And um, the Lord gave me uh, Acts chapter 9. God told me to tell the people on that day, I need you to do the work I called you to do. Unafraid, do it in love and obediently. Nothing has changed. This is still the war cry. We must do the work even if we are afraid. God told the disciples and he is still telling us the very same thing. Lo, I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. We must love one another. It is necessary. Romans 13 and 10 says, love does not harm to a neighbor, does no harm to a neighbor. Neither love is the fulfillment of the law. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. We got to know that once we've loved, we've covered everything because that's essential. Glory be to God. In John 14 and 15, it says, if you love me, Keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So these are the promises that God gave, not just to me, but he has left on record to you. So... I just want to talk about on that day what I, the topic I talked about. It came from um, Acts chapter 9, and we talked about Ananias. You see, Ananias was given a task by God to lay hands on then Saul so that he might receive his sight. We must first look at Saul of Taurus, his character then. He threatened the people who attended church and the leaders of that day. He was a chief notorious persecutor. He was in the he was in the midst even when Stephen was being stoned and contended to his death. He received document from the high priest to slaughter the disciples of the Lord. If he found any of the men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. But the father knew his intentions and allowed a light to shine around him as he left Damascus to carry out this awful plan. Acts 9, 4 to 22. If you will listen with me as I read this and I'll elaborate on this really quickly to you concerning him. Then Saul, he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the, the prick. So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you will be told what ye must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground and when his eyes were open, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. In verse 10, now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, 
Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And there he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said unto him, go. For he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear his name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hand on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that ye may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, my Lord, and received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Immediately he preached in the synagogue that he is that Jesus was the Son of God, that all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who call on this, his name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priest? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. I largely spoke on that day about the character and obedience, the quick obedience of Ananias, a man God chose to carry out a task that wasn't pleasant. As soon as God spoke to him, he said in verse 10, Behold, I am here, Lord. The Lord then told about Saul, told him about Saul, and he needed to lay hands on him so that he could receive his sight. That should be our response to God. Oftentimes we seek confirmation, response from our friends before we say yes to God. As you mature, those agreements will not be necessary as often because we learn to trust in the Lord. On that day back in 1997, I was determined to carry out the plan of the Lord so that he would be glorified. I kept stating, I'm going to pray so God can be glorified. I'll live right. I'll love my enemies and do God's will. These statements still reign true in my heart because if God isn't getting the glory out of my life, all of my living is in vain. I admire Ananias for his bravery. Had he not obeyed God, would we have a large portion of the New Testament which Paul wrote? We must obey God, love our neighbor as ourselves, and be unafraid. And if we are afraid, carry out the task anyway because if God has directed us, he has a greater outcome in store it all. So today I wanted to share that with y'all so that you will know 
part of my testimony and my new, and my 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 initial, or I would say my first sermon that I ever did. And I'm excited to say that after 26 years, I still love the Lord. I still want to do his will. I want to walk in his way. As my husband and I go from day to day and, and I'll see, going through the word of the Lord, you know, trying to make sure that we're coming up with topics that are needed in this last day, we come together and try to make sure we're sharing you the truth of God's word because we love him and we want you to be saved, healed, and delivered. You know, just like Ananias, there will be times whenever God called you to do a task, you got to make sure that you're equipped. You got to make sure you're ready. You got to make sure that you have stayed in the word, that you fast and that you pray so that when God needs somebody, he can look and say, I need her. I need him. And then you can go ahead and give him a yes, because there are many people that need to hear from you. You can't just wait each Sunday, Sunday in and Sunday out. Only hearing what the pastor says whenever God is giving you something to say out there on your job, in the streets, everywhere you go amongst your family. There's a work for you to do as well. It's time for you to give God a yes, a complete yes, an unapologetically yes, a yes that says, God, whatever, wherever, whoever, I am here. I'll do what you will have me to do. God is waiting on you. Though it's been 26 years for me, each morning whenever I rise, I want to read his word. I want to know more about him. I want to make sure that I'm following in his path. It's important because there is a people that have need of you and the word that you have on the inside. So I am excited to say after 26 years of being in ministry, I still love the Lord. I still trust him. I still believe on his word. I still believe that God is going to have his son to return soon. And we must be ready. We got to be ready. We got to be found blameless when he, become, when he returns. So get your house in order. Get your house in order. Read the word. Study, meditate. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. It is so necessary in this last day. Come to Jesus while you have a chance. I want to pray with you. Dear Lord, I lift up my brother and my sister before you now. You know the things that they're going through. You know the, the trials, the tests, the temptations, the things that have caused them to become overwhelmed in this world. But God, you said in your word that we were more than conquerors. Father, I pray that you will give them a thirst and hunger for righteousness, and I know that you will fill them. I pray that they will begin to look on you. And believe your word and believe your report and believe that you are the son of God that believe that Jesus is the son of God. Father, today, draw them nigh, draw them closer to you in the name of Jesus. Give them a heart to love their neighbor as theirself and to forgive quickly in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you on today and we love your people. And we surrender all to you on this day that you will continue to use us in the days ahead to draw many into the kingdom. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We glorify you because all glory, honor, and praise belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take care, everybody. We hope to see you again on another Word of Truth Outreach podcast in the future. God bless you all.